everybody. That was fun. So I, we played it twice. It was, it was dedicated to Nina Brule, who's our special guest tonight, um, all about the Trump women. Uh, you've written a book about the Trump women, and we're, we've been pouring over it, and we're going to compare notes throughout the show. How are you doing tonight, Nina? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Pretty good. It's good to be with you tonight. Uh, what a day, LB and Greg Oliar are here. I mean, this is like a year's worth of news in a single day today, and it still keeps going. I don't know what's going to happen. We're still expecting Trump's live medical <laughs> in just a few minutes. I expect he's going to have his live medical on Fox News because that's how we do things these days. Um, let me let me ask uh, LB first or, or Greg, whichever of you want to pile in here first. I'm curious about your uh, sobering thoughts for this Friday night. When I uh, had a job in my early 20s, the guys there played a game called the Deadpool where they picked famous people that they thought would die and you were awarded points based on how old they was really morbid and awful. And I did not participate, but that's what this feels like right now. I'm not going to lie. It's just really weird and I don't like it, but we're all sitting here looking at what's going to happen statistically. Like is Trump? Well, is he not? Well, is he going to die? And if he's going to die, when? Is Pence well? Why is he coming back from D- to D.C.? Why is Pelosi suddenly talking about the 25th Amendment? All of this stuff, it's, it's, it's creepy and it's morbid, but that's where we're at right now. The, we have to define the, the well as well. I mean, is he yeah. well mentally? Is just well physically? We just don't no, know. He's clearly not well mentally because he's on the, the, the steroids and he's right. not well mentally to begin with. So, But eventually you take those steroids and what happens is they suppress your immune system and i'm not a medical doctor but i think if you're trying to fight off a deadly disease having a functional immune system is probably something that you want i don't know i mean they only really give you that regeneron which he's been advertising everywhere as a cure which but it's not if you have no functioning immune response i mean that's what they'd give you and you don't have one so we know he doesn't have a a functioning immune response he's basically even i mean but if he's even taking these medicines like who even knows who even knows i don't trust that doctor looks so much like Dr. Nick Riviera from The Simpsons that it's actually funny. <laughs> Dr. Nick has more facial hair. That's the only difference. It's I just, really, it's. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's sick. We don't know. We just. I mean, he looks yeah. sick. He sounds sick, but he's I. Sick. He's sick. Yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I, he's Where's not, the test? No negative test. No positive test. No I don't tests. Think he was testing. I don't think he was testing. Hi, no, everybody. Uh, I don't think he's been testing. He doesn't. He's not going to do something uncomfortable for himself when he can just have everyone around him test. And this is, yeah. it's always the simplest explanation with this president. <laughs> it's just, it is, it's always the simplest, scariest explanation too. Nina, you, yeah. what did you think was the, what was your week like, or your perception of Trump's week as, as you were looking at it this week? Well, I think the afternoon today, really, the Times, uh, the Times dump, the tax stories today in the afternoon, mm-hmm. um, really kind of put the icing on the cake. I, I get it that the 25th Amendment and Pelosi and, and Trump on dexamethasone or whatever you call it is, is, um, is, is going to, um, it's going to blow up. But um, the revelations in that piece today, the, the, the dump uh, this afternoon, I guess they were holding back while he was sick. But, you know, mm-hmm. Phil Ruffin paid the mm-hmm. Trump U settlement. And Phil Ruffin you know, somebody through Phil Ruffin's company sent him 16 or $20 million 
in the 16 campaign to tide him over. And, you know, I've always thought Phil Ruffin is, we don't, we pay so much attention to Sheldon Adelson, but we don't pay enough attention to Phil Ruffin. Phil Ruffin with the, you know, the little Uncle Fester with the, with the Natasha girlfriend that he, or whatever, wife, the Miss Ukraine. I mean, he's just a Trump, he's as Trumpy as you can get. And he's, he's just, I don't know. I think that in, in this, this is how they would do it. You know, it wouldn't be done through Deutsche Bank. It would go through Vegas. Right. You know? And then the fact that they're putting the a bullet monsters. train, that he's putting a bullet train from L.A. to to Vegas when we can't even get a train down to Washington that mm. goes more than, that takes less than four hours. Sorry, don't get me started. No, you're, we're hoping you're getting started because we like that around here. You know, what shocked me yesterday is in the midst of our of a governor of, a, of a Michigan being, uh, you know, attempted to an attempted to abduct her and oh, yeah. possibly kill her. Yes. The president of the United States is is out there asking her why she's not thanking him and not again denouncing white supremacism and these guys who are who are plotting against a sitting governor of the of the United States I mean it's we've jumped the shark so many times there is no you know we're there's just no shark at all it's just I, I don't know what what we're going to do next um, to to what he could do next except it does worry me that this that part of it, the white supremacist militia call it what you will part of it is still ongoing you know he's still got it seems like he's on his way out and he's exiting somehow, but he's still got these crazy people out there that are plotting to take over states, uh, overthrow governments, and and who knows what else. Right. Women too. And- I think it's, it's, it's it has to be pointed out yeah. and should be that it's a woman governor of Michigan. Yeah. Because if it was a man, would they still be doing that? Maybe, but I don't think so. I think yeah. I think the misogyny is just as horrible point. as the white supremacy. Yeah, it for sure I did is. a little. Fireside chat about that this morning at like 3 a.m. when I was awake. So, um, is there another fly appearance I wasn't aware of? No, I wasn't in a fly. The fly suit was fantastic. I I wish I had a show. Good clothes for the show. In case everyone missed it, so like yesterday morning, you were out there in a midnight or 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. I don't know when you were up in a fly costume because of Pence's fly. Right. Well, I have a I have someone who monitors me from New York of when he sees me online way too early in the morning and he happens to be here with me on the panel and I get a text, go to bed. What are you doing awake? And so I got, so he saw me and instead of that lecture a couple of mornings ago, he said, yesterday morning, holy crap. I don't even know what day it is. Um, Greg says, hey, I'm, you know, you want to call? Cause he could see I was up, I'm on my walk. And so instead of calling him back, I, I went downstairs and I turned off the alarm, went downstairs into the garage because I had just seen all the Halloween costumes and uh, grabbed this fly costume. That's this old costume that I just, you know, I'm, I'm, as I say, I'm a, I'm a good wasp. Like everything, all my holidays are packaged up and stored forever in the garage and I pull them out every year <laughs> and put the head on and sent that back to, to Greg. And he's like, and I said, I'm considering doing a little fireside chat. And he said, oh, you have to do it. And so that's how that happened. I mean, it's it was spectacular. A little creepy at first, but I was like, hell, you know, it's perfect. <laughs> it was very calming and creepy at the same time, which is a which is a hard balance to get, actually. So, so it's only funny you if you don't acknowledge that you're in a fly costume at all, yeah. or why. <laughs> right. That's that's the comedy. It even occurred to me to acknowledge it, and because I just had I had a lot to say in the early morning, oh and um, 
anyway, but it's it's like, okay, well, I don't know where to go from here. I just put on a fly costume and like, where are we going? I don't know where we're going from here. But back to the Whitmer thing and that I always say Whitmore, Whitmer. It's hard for me to say her name for some reason. And uh, what you brought up about the white supremacists, I want to mark what the AG said in, uh, was it the district attorney or the AG in? Um, Senate governor, maybe? In Michigan, I think, yeah. She said, this is a tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. of what the FBI has uncovered and what's going on. So we are going to hear about a lot of this, and I think we should just all be really grateful that our FBI is really, really good oh, yeah. at what they do. And I think we are. They really I, are on this. That means yeah. there's tons of these plots. You know, there's probably yeah. little cells operating everywhere in this country where planning to do you know, crazy stuff and, and not necessarily able, not, no, they're not necessarily stoppable because they're so programmed, they're brainwashed into this. It's not like they're, That's right. they're thinking it's logically like about it. Yeah. I always think of it as it's the same as the school shooters, right? Same, mm. the sort of radicalization and all this that's been happening for a long time and people aren't willing to connect these dots, but they're right there if you understand where these channels and forums are. Um, but it's like pulling pins out of grenades, just boom, 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 boom. We don't know. Uh, where they're going to go off, but we can, we can trust our FBI. We can. Yes, for sure. I mean, it's an amazing plot that they were able to to foil. Um, Nina, what do you think about uh, Donald Trump's exit? Do you think he's going to exit peacefully? Do you think he this is all just to him uh, putting up a big front that he's not going to, or do you think that he's actually going to put up a real fight on the way out? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't, um, I, I mean, I'm, my guess would be that he would put up a big fight. I mean, he's not, he's not someone who's given in very easily, but then again, he's sick now. And, um, and I, I think he hasn't quite, it hasn't co- quite caught up with him, but maybe this week it did. Uh, if they try to trot him out to this law and order rally tomorrow, uh, and he faints or something. I mean, I think that we're minutes away from having something like that happen uh, because nobody will tell him to stay in or stay home or sit down, and um, he's sick. So uh, so the answer is I don't know. I think that he, if, you know, uh, under normal D- Donald Trump uh, circumstances, he probably would you know, employ and the Republicans too, and the donor, the donor class of the Republicans, they're going to run those lawyers as hard as they can in the states where they can make, they think they can make headway. I mean, if it's close, they will go to the mat. They're already sitting out there waiting. Mm-hmm. We know that. Yeah. It's amazing that even uh, McConnell seems to be putting some distance between himself and, and Trump just to win his own seat, I presume, but he has been putting some distance in the last couple of days. I but just had a revelation. Okay, yeah, so. go ahead, Greg. Oh. oh, no, no, it's it's stupid. But no, Nina, oh. when you were saying that, it occurs to me about going to the rally. We are now living in Pink Floyd, the wall, and Trump is now pink, and they're trying. They're going to have to drug him up to go to the show, and there's Nazis, and there's daddy mm. issues, and it ends with the wall, right? It's the wall, mm-hmm. and the wall breaks down, and then everybody's fine. So there, that's it. Wow. I'd, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't, I haven't seen the wall yet, so I should see it. Is what you're saying? Or, or I mean, it just, just came living? out. La- you don't need to see it. Oh, yeah, but, but the, it's the music. you can listen to it. Yeah, yeah. He's but, just um, encapsulated it. Um, yeah, that's it. It's comfortably numb. Trump has become comfortably numb. Okay. The book is called Moving The Trump on. Women. 
women. And uh, part of the deal is what you've titled it. It's not the second time we've seen this uh, book in, in, in print, really, because it's uh, it was previously titled something else. But you've uh, added to it or uh, amended it, I believe, or is it just the, basically the same thing? I just uh, I just updated. You know, I, I updated. I rewrote the prologue and I updated um, here and there. But it's basically the same book um, as the hardcover. It's just out in paperback under a new title. Um, Golden Handcuffs, The Secret History of Trump's Women. Um, was not a title that I came up with. I thought it was hilarious, but I think that they decided it was, people weren't getting it. It was too S&M sounding. So <laughs> they switched to a more sedate looking cover. Um, I mean, not that you mentioned. I thought it encapsulated them well. Uh, so this is the, this is the, you know, um, the more sedate version of the marketing program for this book, but it's, it's the same story. Um, and there is, um, you know, there's much to discuss about it. I mean, there, you know, his, his family, the women in his family are immigrants. Um, and they are, um, uh, you know, Elvana and, and Melania are, um, you know, Eastern European. Uh, they, Melania arrives here during a period of, um, lots and lots and lots of Eastern European women coming over here fully commodified. Ivana arrived here um, from the Czech Republic, well, Czechoslovakia in the 60s, uh, late 60s. Um, my sources in Prague don't understand how she was able to get out if That's she didn't right. have special, special access and special. And, you know, if you look, people don't pay much attention to her, Ivana, even though she, mm. she's the mother of his children, partly because you know, we're all going along with, you know, he can't be photographed with somebody his own age. A woman his own age cannot be in the same frame with him. She's like his Dorian Gray. Right. But she <laughs> was a beauty. She was a sylph and, uh, you know, this lissom blonde. And she comes over here and she lands this, this, this uh, you know, Queens boy with, who's on the up in Manhattan. And she habituated him to the Slavic world. He would have never gone to Russia in 87 had he not been with this collective educated, collectivist educated uh, Russian speaking woman. So, uh, you know, much, I mean, maybe, maybe future historians will pick it apart. The, uh, the, the, the files on her, the secret police files on her in Czech Republic have mysteriously disappeared from wherever they were supposed to be. Um, we're going to go back to her. I'm course, going to stop you for there because I want to go back to her in a second. And I want to do this chronologically because I think it's really interesting as them. you go through um, all these women and, and you talk about her grandmother at the, at the start, but then there's also the mother. There's lots of Marys and Mary Anns in this, uh, in the world mm -hmm. of the Trump. So, so if you see a lot of that name floating around, you know why, but um, also an immigrant from Scotland. And I think to everyone's surprise, at least my surprise, she's not, she was not uh, wealthy at all. She was just a, a relatively poor immigrant. No, she was the tenth child of a of a fisherman's family, um, and she came from the Isle of Lewis, which is closer to Iceland than London. Um, Donald likes to say that his mother was on holiday when she came here. Nothing could be further from the truth. In the in those years, in the twenties, the great families of New York liked to have um, household help from the British Isles. And her older yep. sisters had already come over here and were working with, and in fact, married to the butlers and from the UK or, you know, the British butlers and, and Scottish maids and, and cooks and chefs. And, um, and Marianne McLeod was her name, arrives here 
uh, at the age of 17, probably has an eighth grade education, and her first residence was in the Carnegie household, Carnegie, Andrew Carnegie's widow, the wealthiest family in the country, one of the wealthiest families in the country. Uh, and she was part of a retinue of 20 servants, butlers, maids, even footmen. She even had footmen, Louise Carnegie. And so his mother had this, um, I think, obsession. I mean, he's written about it. She was obsessed with the royals, and she was um, exposed at a pretty impressionable age to this, Amer the closest thing that America has had to royalty inside the house, you know, polishing the banister in this, in this mansion. And she passed down whole to Donald his, his taste for guilt and luxe and, um, and, you know, the gilded tea and the coat of arms, the fake coat of arms down in, down in, you know, th this need to be, to be, to appear to be part of, to be of that class. Mm -hmm. And, um, right. you know, so that's kind of the rosebud of him, I think. Yeah. I think you're so right. And just to hit on those two notes that come with that are sort of a sycophancy, right? Of having Absolutely. this piece, if, uh, feeling better about yourself because you're surrounding yourself with wealthy, powerful celebrity, all that stuff that we know from all the people who knew Donald and know him still, that he just hungers for um, celebrities to, to to fit in, hungers for other big wealthy developers to fit in. We'll do anything to just be accepted by that um, and have that be the reflection for him. So that's and yet he's come to power as a populist leader and a guy and who's, who's, you know, going to drain the swamp and, you know, he's not he old, what he says. for his followers. Yeah, he has mm. contempt for them. Everybody that's around him knows he has. Look at what we just learned out of the uh, uh, Olivia, right? Of, you know, he said that I don't have to shake the hands of those disgusting people with the COVID. So, yeah, um, since COVID's out there, so and now in the greatest is, irony of the is. world, he is one of those disgusting people. So now he, <laughs> he is. He came. Well, contempt. Came. They're climbers. They're social contempt. climbers. The Trumps. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, contempt climbing. for your con contempt for your public is is a um, for the people really is a. Um, a, a, a facet or an attribute of the um, authoritarian, of the dictator. Mm. I'm reading this. I'm actually reviewing Ruth yeah. Ben-Ghiat's book, Strongman. I don't know if you've had her on or are familiar with her. I, I'm reviewing it this weekend. I just oh, read great. it today. and That's one of the things, you know, there's so many, so many similarities between Mussolini, Hitler, um, Mobutu, uh, Berlusconi, Putin, and, and Trump, Orban. I mean, there are, are so many similarities. It's a playbook almost. And one of the, one of their, one of the aspects is just, is a loathing for your people. And that's, that's why he could, that's why he could go out tear gassing, uh, you know, in Washington, peaceful protesters just for a photo op. Mm-hmm. They all seem to have it. I was watching Donald Trump Jr. at an at a, a indoor event yesterday. I was like, how do you, how do you hosting an indoor rally two days after your father just came out of hospital for um, coronavirus? And you've got like, you know, 100 people in an indoor um, room. It wasn't that busy, but it was busy enough. And there's certainly no masks or social distancing. 
blows me away the the lack of respect they have and this continued you know farce that they'll put on until the until god knows what until uh, you know they'll just keep doing it uh, and they'll pretend that nothing's going on they'll just pretend nothing is going on and uh, and that he's healthy and he's clearly not i just it blows me away um so after that came I- ivana right that's would be the next yes. woman in, in life who who shaped his his thinking now, she's really interesting yes. to me because lb actually told me once that uh, i didn't know this much about uh, about ivana until you told me that she really was the big reason his casinos sort of blew up um, and did so well or did so well in, in their terms they made a lot of money out of the casinos because she ran the casinos she was good at it yeah she was the only one that was good at it <laughs> she was actually a good business um, person know, yeah. She ended up being really good. And they he brought people from, not him per se, but the money behind him and the the men who were surrounding him and using those casinos for their for their business had brought their uh, some of their executives out of Vegas and placed them um, around Donald. And there was a in the casinos, and there was a lot of uh, there started to be friction between Ivana and these men who were seasoned executives. But she did know what she was doing, and it was difficult. She also ran his a little bit of time that he had the Plaza Hotel. She was running that. So yeah, she started off as, a, as the VP of uh, help, interior design. Apparently, that was her. And and she comes from um, Czechoslovakia, but um, uh, a part of it that's pretty pretty remote, apparently. Yeah, so she comes from a, a shoe factory town, uh, the Bata Shoe uh, oh, yeah. Company. Which, and he's a he's an interesting cat, actually. Pre pre World War II, uh, he created. He was kind of like the Henry Ford of European shoemaking, and he had this. He, he had, and he was doing all sorts of experimental things. Corbusier was over there designing factories for him and factory housing. And it was a real working man's, working man and woman's town. And uh, her parents worked for that company. Um, even after it was within the Soviet sphere, they still were making shoes there. And um, she, uh, she escaped it, hmm. you know, through, through her skiing ability, which if you go there, which I did, it's on this eastern edge of Czech Republic. Now, it used to be the center of Czechoslovakia, but now it's on the eastern edge of the Czech Republic up against Slovakia, near, uh, near Slovakia. And it's, it's flat. Hmm. It's like Illinois, where I grew up. In fact, it reminded me a lot of Chicago, like kind of, you know, oh, wow. potato-eating people who aren't very stylish. And that's, that's, how, that's where she grew up. Um, and she couldn't possibly have been a fantastic skier there. I mean, you, you see what you, we, you could see where it was and there was a little ski hill. Um, people, they did kind of go, the families would go into the nearby, there were sort of the, the foothills of the Carpathians and they would take their kids up there and hike up because it was, they didn't have ski lifts or even ropes and they would ski and that's where she learned to ski. And she, she really wasn't, that's not the only reason that she was getting out in and out of Czech, uh, Czechoslovakia when she was getting in and out of Czechoslovakia. Meaning. At least that's the opinion of that's the opinion of experts in the secret in the secret police. I mean, she was a spy. In Prague. I mean, she was a spy, or at least on a side. like a honey. She was a honeypot. I yeah. mean, I think a lot of these women could be. I mean, 
or there, or there, at least there are people who who they're go, they're Nina, the go, homeland. tell the Somebody truth. could pick up the phone. Somebody could pick up the phone and ask her, you know, what's going on with that that capitalist, or can you yeah. bring him over here? I mean, there maybe you That's know, right. it's it, it's not it's it, they're not all like Bond girls. I mean, mm. Melania could be, you know, you could if if you had a line into Melania and you were Putin, you could just you know, she maybe she'd pick up the phone and say. You know what's he, how does he feel today? I'm not saying Putin picks up the phone. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he does. If somebody, they have a good relationship. Well, they have a really know. good relationship. I mean, certainly not. I certainly have no idea whether mm. she does or doesn't. But I mean, I'm just saying that these wives per, can per, can can uh, perform uh, work or you know be they, they perform a role. You know, Ruffin's wife, right? That that you know, nice, yes. that super hot Ukraine, Miss Ukraine. I mean, what are you doing with an 87-year-old troll? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And Melania, too. You can, those women, can they're beautiful. They can get mm. hot men, mm. <laughs> right? It is it, well, it's one of the reasons I wanted to do the show, because I think you know, people like to think of, of Trump as yeah. being, uh, you know, sort of moving into this role. Maybe he was volunteering for it. Maybe he sort of stepped into it because he really wanted it. And I'm not excusing anything, because I do think he was a willing participant. But I also think these women were surrounding him at different times of his life or sent to him at different times of his life. I don't know which is the truth, but they're not just what they claim to be, which is just models or whatever. There, there may be honey pots and there may be honey traps, but he's a willing participant in those honey traps. But it's sort of, it's easy to gloss over them. It's easy to say that the women didn't, um, you know, they're, they're not decoration. guilty. Yeah, but they're not right. decorations. They're yeah. actively involved they're not decoration. in, in grooming a, a traitor. They're handling him. Mm-hmm. I'll handling say it. Him. They're handling him. Exactly. Um, now, the Phil Ruffin thing, we were getting that question. I was looking, who is Phil Ruffin? Who is Phil mm. Ruffin? Because we haven't done a lot on him. And I think we should do a lot on him. I just want everyone to <laughs> go and look at the pictures of Donald Trump in Moscow for the Miss Universe pageant that's got all of that reporting around it. He was there with Phil Ruffin. Mm-hmm. Why is Phil Ruffin with him? On that Phil trip. Ruffin flew him over there for that oh, really? for that pageant. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's right. On his it plane. Was that plane. It was his plane. So mm-hmm. when we think about Ivana, she she came the over. She was this, magnate. She was a she was a you know a sex pot as well. I mean, she was really gorgeous. She was wearing her you know she was a great skier. She was in good shape. And how did she uh, how did she come to take on uh, to to find him? How did they meet? Let me put it that way. Uh, well, the story is, and all of these stories are, are um, they're layers. So, you, you know, the story right. that they tell is that she met him at um, the great singles bar of the 70s. Um, and I'm blanking on it. It's not Max's Kansas City. That's the punk place. What is it called? Maxwell's. Anyway, she met him at this. Maxwell's. Maxwell's Plum. Maxwell's Plum. And she, she met him at Maxwell's Plum. She was down from Canada. She had made her way into Canada. And she was down from Canada and had, uh, was modeling for um, an ad for the Olympics, I think. And she and her fellow models needed a, needed a table. And um, this guy c- kind of cr- spotted them and sidled up to them. And it was crowded and they couldn't get a table. And he had like the maroon three-piece suit on or something. And she just thought he was the bee's knees. <laughs> She got, he got her a table and then he took her home and his, in the, in the Cadillac that matched the color of the suit. 
And she just, you know, because all of the New York, and he, you know, all the New York women, right, recognized what he was, but she, she thought, you know, he's just the BMOC of Manhattan to a, to a Czech immigrant. And um, so she, you know, there was perfect acolyte and um, they got together. Now, um, and then they had the children. What year was and, that, Nina? You know, 1976, right? Like the Olympics were. 76? Seven, yeah, 76, 77, something like that. And then, you know, okay. in 87, they go to Russia. By 89, he's off with, with uh, Marla. He's run off with, he's believing his own PR. He's written his, the, the I mean, he's had um, Tony Schwartz write his book. And, um, and now he's off to, he's about to crater actually into the you can't actually gloss over this, this trip crazy. to russia because it's it's not exactly a common back then to have gotten a visa to oh. to go to leningrad or wherever it was they went and and tour the place in, in the way that they did i mean they were welcomed with open arms and and that is when the grooming sort of began apparently that's when the kgb was most interested or started their great interest in in him as a potential asset so well, they had their eyes on him for a while. They had their Luke eyes Harding on him. Harding writes about that too. Yeah. That's you know, right. Luke Harding writes about what was going on in New York with the UN and the the That's ambassador right. to the UN and other other Russian agents in New York. There, what, what well, she Gatton was doing was, was feeding back hotel, information about him to them. It was the That's daughter right. of the Russian ambassador who was sitting next to him at a party who invited him to go to Moscow. That's right. Like not some well, rando that he met on the subway. Like it right. was it's, pretty. It's yeah. an official invitation. That's right. And and all of this looked, seems a lot more they set were up all to over me. Him. Yeah, it it, it they feels were like all it was constructed. Like, yeah, it's like what uh, we've talked about before, Zev. Of you know, when you're the when you become the target uh, for influence um, by something like the Kremlin, <laughs> um, especially back in the in the '80s, right? Maybe even as early as the late '70s, uh, because they were already in our underworld. They were already sending their folks over to do business deals with our organized crime families, and that's why you ended up with someone like David Bogatan, who was a Russian intelligence officer as well as a gangster, um, buying the first condos in 1984, 1986, so early in Trump Tower. Um, so it's like. It's, I don't know if I've said this on the air before, but if you think, if you remember Indiana Jones, the very first movie, Raiders of the Ark, Lost Ark, when they're going into the cave in the opening scene, and he walks through this incredible spider web, right? And he just pushes it aside. And then you hear that, tick, 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 right? And you're like, oh my God, he's got spiders on him. And he looks at his back and he just brushes them off. And then there's Alfred Molina, I think, this plays Lupito. And Lupito's eyes are like, ah. And, you know, Indiana Jones says, turn around. And just Lupita's frozen the best oh, is covered with these spiders, right? His whole yeah. back is covered. That's what it's like. They're just going to cover you in the quiet. You're just walking through cobwebs and they're just, you don't even see them. And they're just, next thing you know, you're just covered in these intelligence operatives and these folks. And they're just everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Someone like Trump, it must be so easy to get it enticed into areas because he's, mm -hmm. he's got two two main things that he's interested in which is money and women basically there was I the mean, who wrote the thing one was it luke harding that wrote the, the the little thing about the the soviet manual for how to recruit people has like five things that you try to do and trump has all five of them like he's a 10 out of 10 really, yeah, yeah, ego money, money women this is all of it they're like they must have been licking their chops when they saw this. that's a cia manual perfect. called mice i think that's their that's the yeah. it's not my, you know, it's not that but it's it's okay, something similar it's another one yeah. Yeah. Of those yeah. 
I mean, he's really easy to understand why he would have gotten lured into it. And it's for many years was really, really worked for him. I mean, there's no doubt about it that he made a fortune again and again and again and lost it only because he had um, the Russians by his side. Now, the one person who sticks out in, oh, before we leave Ivana, I should ask about this. It's interesting that you mentioned to me, Nina, that he, or at least uh, Ivana knew, uh, Irisa uh, Gorbachev. Yeah, well, one of the stories I uncovered about her was that she was, she was lined up to, um, to translate for Raisa Gorbachev. A, I guess they were going to write a book together or something. And then an earthquake, a terrible earthquake intervened and Raisa couldn't go forward with the project. So what's interesting to me about that is because, you know, I'm somewhat obsessed with the Epstein-Maxwell story, is that Maxwell and Gorbachev were really tight. Um, Very, very, very tight. And in fact, Ivana and Jelaine were very, very tight. Um, Right. Apparently they were were running buddies. Yeah. And more than that, some of the victims of Epstein say that she was in the car Mm -hmm. when, um, you know, one of these victims was taken to, to a place where they were being human trafficked. So... Um, you know, mm-hmm. th- there's a connection there, which is kind of remarkable very early on between someone very yeah. close mm-hmm. to Donald Trump and someone very close to to Epstein. Um, and Maxwell is still alive at that point. Right. Robert Maxwell. Right. Right. Because yeah. that's and what he's, he's Czech. He's Czech. He was a big, successful. That's right. Uh, person that's from right. her home country that had become this big mogul in the West mm-hmm. um, and had the that's yacht right. and had the, everything that, you know, that that Mary Trump, you know, the same psychology of eyes popping out. I want to be royal. This man was living literally with the royals. Yeah, um, you know, he really good friends walking up alongside, you know, the Queen of England, holding her umbrella, touching her, you know, jacket. Like this was Jelaine and Andrew grew up together. So he was somebody who was very well known from her country that had that was also a KGB agent that had made it big in the West in the way that everybody's eyes, you know, were wide for. So, of course, you know, of course these these two are going to be friends. But think about they that. Could have, it occurs to me they could have had full conversations in Czech with Trump exactly. standing there and Trump would have no idea what they were talking about. No idea. Yeah. And if, no, but know, his son and daughter would. Uh, uh, both. No, I think, I think just Donald. I think, I think only Junior can actually fluent. speak Czech fluently, yeah. Now, I 19, think Ivanka can't. Donnie, Donnie can. No, she's too young. She didn't spend time with the uh, with the grandparents enough. Yeah. But we're talking the late '80s here, early. Like this is when he was, um, you know, Jeffrey Epstein was about to do that big thing with Hoffenberg and and wash a lot of money through through Towers Financial. Like we're talking about Donald Trump being very close to the 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 Epstein Maxwell saga, way 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 back in the 1980s. But so is. Ivana. And Ivana is the yeah. business brain in that relationship, really. She's the one running those casinos. She's the one running the Russian mobsters in, in Atlantic City. I mean, there's a, there's a sense that she might be a very critical person in terms of understanding uh, how that money flowed out of the casinos into, because of those various money laundering um, uh, the fines that they had to pay. And into clearly the casinos. For, and into the casinos, into out of, casinos. or into towers, or out of towers. Yeah. Exactly. Through the Bears' parents' bonds to set up these real estate deals when Ace Greenberg was doing all of that and Jeffrey Epstein was his protege as well as being Robert Maxwell's. Yeah. And Ivana is running the fucking casinos. I mean, that's <laughs> there's, significant. There's no way these people aren't around one another. And I mm. think that's also why Marla Maples, who we could talk about a little bit, was yeah. such a, 
a thorn for Ivana is that it was the other side of the casino executives that had been brought out from Vegas, right, that she'd always battled with, that hid her away in aspirin. I don't know if that's, I didn't see if you catch that. You didn't catch if you did that in your book, Nina. But um, so this is all, it's just the business and the sex and the, oh, it's all, it's all one thing. It's but it's a, you know, a rush it up all the way thing. back then, potentially. Like this is all still yeah. an operation that we're looking uh, at yeah, today. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about Marla. There she is. She's, she was in Dancing in the Stars, the Rome edition or the Italian edition. So <laughs> I got that picture from. But you know, Marla, Marla is not is not as significant a factor in uh, in the life of Donald Trump as as she might have been, and she really is. Um, you know, she sort of got in and got out pretty quickly, um, and and it was not a. Uh, she didn't turn it into quite this career that Ivana did, and maybe that's because of her dislike for that world or maybe it's because of just uh you know who she was i don't know maybe she was not russian enough what do you think uh nina tell us a little bit more about her about the pride of kahuta georgia yeah she was very young uh and she wanted you know very ambitious wanted to be a model and actress and and um she uh, was bold enough to get his attention and uh and carry carry through with it and um I think that uh, you know she was. She has a certain amount of grit in order to man- maintain that relationship as long as she did. But um, once in, uh, she was not suited for the role that he wanted uh, to have around him. She was. She's got. You know. She's got her own spiritual Dixieland gumbo spiritual show going now and she was already kind of leaning towards that then and she liked to wear mom jeans and carry her baby around Mar-a-Lago in a in a what do you call it the little Swedish carrier and this thanks I have had those and I'm blanking on it and um and and that is not you know that was not what he that doesn't go with the brand and you know I think with her he he realized or started to understand that he really like to, um, you know, mold and um, and brand women and and have have somebody pliant around him like that. And and um, she was not willing to go all the way down with the shoes and the um, you know the, the the things that he needed her to do. She was mm-hmm. she wasn't going to do that. And so she was resisting. Plus, she had a I guess like an affair with her. Um, bodyguard or something down okay. in Miami and uh, and so that gave him an exit an exit uh, but I also think that he already had hooked up with Melania while he was still with her and that's, mm. that's something I mean that's another origin story that's very murky it's interesting that yeah, Tiffany when sort we of get to her Tiffany which is um, their daughter Marla and Donald's daughter is isn't part of the that sort of inner circle of the Trump family it doesn't appear to be at least she keeps herself somewhat removed um, is that because of Marla's doing, or has it always been, a, you know, a distant relationship for Donald? Well, he and, only and saw her. Definitely. I mean, he he only he was really the absentee dad. I mean, he only saw her. I think I was told three or four times in her whole life after mm. they moved to California before she went back east to college. But uh, but boy, she's certainly you know the full. She did the full throated. Uh, uh, yell there at the RNC this uh, this year. Yeah. So I guess she's she's yeah, a fan. Fully down with him. Yeah, yeah she's a fan. She, she was one of the rich kids yeah. of Instagram. So let's not let's not you know. Oh yeah. Be nice to her in any 
way, shape, or form. Yeah, I watched Dancing with the Stars, and Marla was on Dancing with the Stars, and she seemed like actually kind of nice, and she was all into the yoga and stuff. And she also she was a pretty good dancer, but she got voted out really, really, really quickly. I think because people hated Trump. This was four years ago, and these. I think the news is that you're watching Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) It's great television. Who doesn't like Dancing with the Stars? We had a we had a phase where the whole family we had a phase where the whole family watched it. It was really great, actually, for a while. It's a really fun show. show. And beautiful. The dancing is beautiful. And um, I but it also is definitely right leaning and conservative and And real to that audience. Um, Don't I don't want to spoil it for you, but I think it's rigged. No. I, yeah, I'm afraid so. It may well be. Who knows? Um, let's get well, on but, to... But I do, one little quick thing mm. is the other thing happening when Marla was with Donald is that Ivanka was really becoming a young woman as well. So in a lot of the photographs mm. of Trump with Marla going out to certain different events, he's got Ivanka with him. Mm. It's almost like she's his date because he's clinging to her as much as he's with this wife so i don't know if you're marla and there's this very dominant daughter sort of rising up in age um you know it's like how you you don't want to compete with a man's daughter right it's just no you you don't i mean i I don't think you do but you know the relationship with ivanka which is all her name is really ivan Ivana as well, right? It's just that we call yes. her Ivanka because mm-hmm. she's Ivana's daughter. But yeah. the relationship there is creepy, right? I mean, it just doesn't. It's always felt like to everyone, at least, I think, to a lot of people, it's felt like it's like it's crossed every line of decency you could imagine with with with, with anybody. So, um, why, you know, how did that develop, and how did it become such a an acceptable thing in that world that he was treating her in that way? That Trump was treating yeah. his daughter that yeah, way. Exactly. Um, I suppose you mean the uh, the I would have if I was younger I would be dating her and the thing. Is that there's those photos that just seem so like inappropriate? That. There's just a the lot of yeah. treating um, her like a date. I mean, I think, you know, look, he's into the celebrity. It's it's all about the celebrity culture and this vulgarization of of every kind of relationship, and so. I don't actually think that they're um, that it's, that it's an incest kind of thing. I mean, that's just who knows. But I, I don't think that's what it is. I think that he's that's just how he lavished attention on her, um, and she uh, participated in it. And it, she's obviously very damaged and very well has well hidden the damage mm-hmm. of being the child of somebody like that. Um, so I, you know, I don't. I I do think that it's. It's perverse and looking, but um, I just think it's part and parcel with the way he operates and behaves. And, 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 you know, that crossing all these lines doesn't necessarily mean that he's actually, um, you know, having incest with her, which is what people like to say is happening. I I don't don't think that's that's what's going on. I think she's I think she's more. you know, especially after the private school education and and all the plastic surgery, and she she's like the perfect, she's the she's the future of the Trump brand, the female future of the Trump brand. She is to the manor born. She's the only member of the family who's to the manor born. That's what they've wanted, and now they finally have this this princess who speaks you know East Coast boarding school accent and and has never known 
you know, his princess in the pea and grew up on the 60th floor of a palace and never, uh, never had wanted for anything um, and really belongs to the New York, you know, the, the, I mean, there are people, the old money people sneer at her, but she's very much a part of, you know, or was uh, of the rich kids seen there in New York and very your, much a your, part of it. The, ro- the royalty, the eighties or the nineties, the millennial rich, super rich, Georgina Bloomberg. And, and um, you know, those are, those are her people. So I think that that's, that's the, that's kind of the apotheosis or, you know, whatever, everything that they ever wanted is that Donald Trump and his mother and grandmother or grandfather, whatever they had ever wanted is, is in that, is in that daughter. Um, took three, four she, generations you know, to get If they don't go to jail, right. I think she'll end up running for office. I think the Republicans, I know, yeah. you know, somebody t- today was saying, no, Donnie Jr. is, he's, he, he's, he's the one. And I still think that they'll, they'll try to groom, you know, she's well-placed to, um, if they don't, if they don't all go to jail. I, I think even if he loses, she can still rise up. The way, the way politics works, I think she could rise up and be uh, a candidate, so... I, I believe she could be. I, I think that's uh, what they're planning. She told Jared, oh, let me put up this quote because I saw it today and I thought it was interesting that I think it came from the Mike, uh, the Wolf book. He, he He's quoting her as saying if they if the opportunity arose, she'd be the one to run for president, um, which means they've not only planned about it, they've planned out how they would deal with it um, in, that, yes. in that situation. Which No, they've been talking well, about it. Yeah. yeah. They, they've been talking about it, but <laughs> let's let's be clear here. There's probably going to be another 100,000 Americans that are killed from this failed pandemic response. Um, there are going to be, these crimes are coming out. This is it for her. She's done. She doesn't have any crimes she against her yet. able to have, yeah, she, she has with the charity and there'll That's be charity. more. You will never be able to have the name Trump or Kushner. It's going to be doubly bad for her because of what she has allowed Jared to do. This woman is an ambitious, in my mind, this is just me, she's a sociopath. She is her father's daughter. She will climb and chew and eat her way through whatever she's got to climb and chew and eat her way through. That is who she is. And in doing so, she has hitched herself forever to two men who are going to go down for massive crimes. And massive. we could say this and every, massive and everyone could be like, oh, okay, that's what we were waiting for with Mueller. I, I'm sorry, everybody. There's no way that history is going to this. And it's going to happen quick in terms of how history views what these people did. There's no way this woman is escaping that. Um, I can't remember the phrase now. It's escaped me, but the thing around her neck, right? Albatross, the albatross. It's not the albatross. It's the anvil. She's. Oh, okay. She, it's over. And that she doesn't get that, that they still think they can spin and smile and Pinterest their way out of this with clothing (laughs) options and photos, you know, calling the paparazzi. She's stepping out, you know, get her today in her outfit that they think they can just sort of runway style their way through this um, mass death uh, carnage is the is the epitome of the delusion of these people. There's something really wrong with them. It is not well, going to I work out. I hope you're right. That is 
it's not going to work out for Kushner and it's not going to work out for Kushner's brother, Josh. It's not going to work out for any of the people that are out here that are still coddling them. Right. At these celebrity friends. That they oh, have. really? Is Mark Burnett going to go down? Really? Mark Burnett well, we'll goes down? I don't see. think so. We'll I, mean, just see. I doubt very much. I want to see every single one of them go down. If that many billions of dollars, and I don't think that he goes down. I mean, I hope you're right. I think, uh, you know, the COVID, the the uh, what they've done with COVID is criminal on so many levels. And it, if it's not, um, you know, if it's not revealed now, it will be revealed eventually as the crime of the century, if not the crime of American history. Um, what they Correct. were doing there because they were putting they were putting ideology, entrepreneurial ideology and all that bullshit on top uh, uh, up up against human lives. And it's an outrage. And I hope you're right. But I still think they have, I'm right. You know, it's not just them. There are enablers. <laughs> there are enablers. There's there are enablers all over the place. That's right. There are lawyers. There are Jones well, Day. Has Jones Day. Partners. There are lawyers who are out there who are going to they're they're there's they're the bulwark of this system and that's right it they have to go down they have to go down that's be, correct. before this these people go down and that's not an easy thing to take apart and they all have something invested in it so i hope they you're do. right but i think people need to understand it's not going to be that simple that it comes crashing down maybe it will come crashing down on election night maybe Maybe so many people will come out and vote against them that it will be clear that they can't maintain. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's an edifice. It's not just this Mark ridiculous Burnett, family. Right. Mark Burnett's empire is going to crumble from within. You heard it here. It is going to crumble from within.